from now, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and elders of the people gathered in the courtyard of Caiaphas the high priest. They were plotting to arrest Jesus by cunning tricks and to kill him. But they agreed that it shouldn't happen during the feast so that there wouldn't be an uproar among the people. Oh, oh, yeah. So, look at the first part of 26. One, this is the same formula he uses at the end of all five of the major speeches in Matthew when Jesus had finished all these words. So that's the end of sermon. And then, you know, Jesus says to disciples, after two days the Passover is coming and I'm going to be crucified. He was crucified as the great Passover lamb at the time period of the Passover. But the chief priests and the elders and all that have gathered together and plotted to kill him. But what are they thinking about the timing? Not until after the Passover. Yeah. So Jesus said it'll be in two days. They're thinking like two weeks. So Jesus was not some helpless victim taken by surprise. He's the guy setting the date. He's the guy deciding when they will crucify him. Comments and questions. I think if you're deciding when you're going to die, you decide the two weeks, not the two days. <laughs> <laughs> you know why you didn't? Because that was the right time for it. Yeah, the Father sets those things. But yeah, that's a good point. Other thoughts? Now we're going to see this is kind of a story inside of a story. Because this dilemma of the Jewish leaders is going to be solved by the defection of one of Jesus' disciples. Meanwhile, 6 to 13. Now when Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an, alabas an alabaster vial, a very costly perfume, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. But the disciples were indignant when they saw this and said, Why this waste? For this perfume might have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you bother the woman? For she has done a good deed to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. For when she poured the perfume on my body, did she not? She did it to prepare me for my burial. And 13. 13. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken in memory of her. Now Matthew's organizing this by theme, not chronological order. John says this was six days before the Passover, but he wants to sandwich this in here to contrast what Mary did with what Judas did. You know, Mary gave to Jesus, Judas took from Jesus. And uh, they're at Simon the leper's house, I'm assuming not a practicing leper here. Uh, <laughs> probably wouldn't have happened. Uh, Maybe Jesus had healed him. Who knows? And this woman comes. We know who the woman was. Who was she? One of the Marys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good guess in the New Testament, isn't it? There's like ten of them. Which Mary was this? Mary and Martha? Oh. Yeah, the Mary, Mary of Mary Martha Lazarus. Who's Mary Magdalene? Another Mary. Who was she? not this woman? Uh, she was a woman that Jesus cast demons out of. Is she the one that went to the tomb? Yes. Okay. But wasn't there another Mary? There were so many Marys. We don't know what to do. Was there another woman who anointed Jesus? Yes, there was. was a sinner Mary? woman back in Luke 7, and we don't know what her name was. Okay, so this is the second time this has happened. This is a new, another anointing. Okay. It's a little different in some, part, in some ways. Okay. 
So. Yeah. And so what does she do? She poured it on his head. Yeah. Perfume. What, what does she do? Well, well it, it, this is very expensive perfume. You ever use very expensive perfume? No. <laughs> well, I never have either. But I understand they make perfume that's like super expensive. Like thousands, maybe tens of thousands of dollars. Wow, what did they put in it? Well, I'll tell you what. If you had perfume like that, how much would you need to use? Super concentrated. You take just a drop. She pours the whole bottle out on it. You know, perfume is not even if it's weak perfume is not to be you know designed to be used a whole vial full at a time. So she's showing how extravagant her love for Jesus is that she just pours it all out on it. And what do the disciples think? You're nuts. She could have, you know, used this money to help the poor. You know, what a waste. Jesus didn't see it as a waste, did he? He said, it's a good deed to me. You can help the poor anytime. You don't have me anytime. And, uh, you know, he says that anywhere the gospel's preached, you know, people are going to be talking about what she did. And we are. So he was right. Mm -hmm. And he interprets this. I don't know that she meant it this way, but he interprets this as sort of preparing his body for the burial. Kind of a, a pre-anointing. So it was really useful, but all of this just because she loved Jesus. She wanted to show her love in such a spectacular way. Comments and questions? I've heard before that this is just like a spontaneous thing. She takes it and doesn't still even think about it. Of course, that doesn't make much sense to me because, like, uh, what would you just take uh, this, all this, a year's supply of money or whatever it was, off the shelf and go give it to somebody randomly? It would take a lot of plot into it if you just grabbed this off the shelf. Yeah, I don't think it was random, but it was extravagant. It was definitely extravagant. Yeah, good, good point. That's a good point. Yeah, it's not accidental. She didn't just trip and spill it on him. <laughs> you know, she purposed to do this. But it is above and beyond the call of duty. Why she had that much money? Yeah, she probably doesn't know. <laughs> well, it could have been like handed down through her family. Or, like, that's how she got it. <laughs> I want to bequeath you the family perfume. <laughs> Black market. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of that. I don't think you never thought of that. Well, like her parents bought it for her a long time ago, and she saved it for something special. Yeah. I just keep thinking he would have smelled terrible <laughs> with all that perfume on him. Other thoughts? All right, fourteen to sixteen. And one of the twelve, named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give to me to deliver him up to you? And they weighed out to him thirty pieces of silver. 
And from then on, he began looking for a good opportunity to betray him. And on the first day of unleavened okay. bread. And so isn't this quite a contrast with Mary? He tried to get what he could from Jesus. She tried to give what she could to Jesus. You know, she spent a lot. He received a little. He also tried to get what she gave to Jesus. That's exactly right. He was behind <laughs> those complaints about the money because he was hoping maybe he saw one source of potential income dry up and he would hasten to provide another. You know, so what was Judas's deal? He agreed to help them find a time where they could get him when there was nobody around and for a price. So why did Judas do it? Easy money. He wanted the money. He could have betrayed Jesus for free. <laughs> but he goes up to them and says, what are you willing to give me to betray him to you? I think his motivation was money. Isn't that sad? So he's kind of like a paid informer. He guides them to where Jesus is spending the night. Um, and I think it's in Zechariah. And it has uh, God asking them how much will you are willing to give me because yes. I'm not going to be a shepherd anymore. Yes. And they only give him 30 shekels and it kind of seems like a small amount. It's like, I've done all this for you and that's all you're willing to give. Yes. And yet here Jesus is willing to give up Christ for that small amount of yes. I I agree with that. It's not that much money considering all of this. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's the price of a, a gourd slave in Exodus. What kind of slave? A gourd That got slave. gourd by an ox. So why does he not go for more? I don't know. Maybe he didn't think he'd get anymore. Maybe they negotiated. I mean, they he doesn't have. tell us the details. That was the final, that's what they settled upon. Or they may have Jewed him down. Yeah. Oh. Came from somewhere. <laughs> I thought it was from Abraham. <laughs> the price of the field? No. No, that was Ephron. Tight. He didn't, Abraham didn't Jew, so he, he didn't Jew. No. I don't think Judas ever thought he'd die. He might not have, I don't know. So Other comments? Wait, about the um, telling him where he would be, um, like that's how he ends up betraying them. Well, couldn't they find him on their own pretty easily? Who knew where Jesus was spending the nights? I think that's the key. And they needed him when people weren't around. Right, exactly. Because they're afraid of a riot. So Judas is their, the guy who can lead them to where he's spending the night. And that way nobody's around. And so they can arrest him without provoking the crowd. Presumably they could have followed him, though, and found out where he was spending the night. They knew him, too, for that. I don't know. That may not have been as easy as it sounds. Okay. I don't know. Is that maybe why it mentions that he left and went to Bethany or Bethphage or wherever to spend the night? Well, yeah, he wasn't spending the nights in Jerusalem. Yeah. I mean, that may have been a 
lack of accommodation somewhat too. Would Jerusalem have been really crowded because yeah, of the Passover? Probably. So it would have been even harder. I mean, all the people right. around. Right. Other thoughts? All right, guys. Well, we will. Uh, You're gonna leave us hanging for a month. We don't know how it's gonna end. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna finish uh, math.